Hey there, gang. I'm Keep On Tolkien's Danny J. And I'm here to introduce this companion piece that we're doing for the Dragons episode, you guys. Yeah, so this is a companion to episode 90, our first episode of the Evil Creatures trilogy, Dragons. Right, and uh, um, there was a, a non-well, uh, a non-Middle Earth dragon that Tolkien wrote about that we wanted to talk about because it's a fun little story, uh, but we just didn't have time in the regular episode. But we weren't going to deprive you of this content. No, we no, really no. want to talk about it. Plus, when it comes to cool name dragons, I mean this one. Oh yeah, Chrysophylax. I think Chrysophylax dives. Right, Chrysophylax dives is the name of the dragon. Yeah, what a name. So this is a dragon who appears in t one of Tolkien's other writings. This is from Farmer Giles of Ham, one of his non-Middle-Earth stories. Yeah. This is a, a medieval fable written by Tolkien in 1937 and published in 1949. Yeah, Farmer Giles of Ham is a farmer who lives in the town of Ham in the land called the Middle Kingdom. Pretty generic. He has a dog named Garm who frequently acts as comedic relief for the story. Oh, that's so okay. That's cool. Uh, that his dog is named Garm. I've seen in, in, in other types of uh, like games and lore that Garm is a type of dog. Oh, oh that's really? funny. That's funny. Yeah. And it's, it's usually. I mean, it's usually uh, a pretty vicious yeah. dog. But I wonder if it means. I wonder if the name Garm it, it means must, dog. It must have a meaning it that we're missing. Dog, yeah, some relation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Farmer Giles was an introvert who didn't care much for battles or any other kind of drama. Yeah, so, uh, however, he he did have an unintentionally earned reputation as a quote-unquote hero for basically absentmindedly firing his blunderbuss into the air any time there was trouble in town to scare off bad, for bad, bad agents, you know. Right. For example, uh, when there was a plundering giant who came to his town and was eating food and eating people's animals, uh, he came out with his blunderbuss and just fired it into the air and it Scared it off. And after scaring off the giant, Farmer Giles became an incredibly popular figure with the public. When the king of the Middle Kingdom had heard of this, uh, he wanted to appear favorable to the people. Because the king, unlike Farmer Giles, was not so popular <laughs> with no. the people. He, no. he did not go into the city and shoot his blunderbuss to scare things off. No, he just sat in his castle. Nope. That's kind of what they do, huh? <laughs> so the king gifted Farmer Giles with the famous uh, sword Tailbiter as a symbol of his gratitude. Yeah, Tailbiter was originally a sword owned by the greatest dragon slayer of the realm. So that, uh, that sword had a notable reputation. In that same year, the dragon Chrysophylax invaded the Middle Kingdom and began smashing and burning, as well as feeding on the sheep, cattle, and horses. Yeah, Chrysophylax was a fire-breathing dragon who was rich, cunning, inquisitive, greedy, and well-armored, but not overly bold. Yeah, he was considered kind of wily. A wily dragon. A wily he was a dragon. wily dragon. Uh, when the dragon reached the kingdom, he added three people to his diet. Yeah, and after that, this was the last straw for the people and... Farmer Giles was, of course, called upon to deal with the dragon, not that he wanted to. Yeah, uh, when Farmer Giles confronts the dragon, one of Chrysophylax's wings, uh, they were injured by Giles' new sword, resulting in a foot chase that ended with the dragon surrounded by angry townsfolk. It's kind of a funny scene. Yeah. So at this point, the dragon is surrounded by 
angry townsfolk and Farmer Giles with his his dragon slaying sword. And the dragon is just begging for his life. And the dragon promises to return with gold and jewels for the townspeople if they allow him to live. We've got a fun excerpt here about this scene. Again, this is from the the uh, short story Farmer Giles of Ham, read by Danny. Good people and gallant warrior, the dragon panted, as Farmer Giles rode up while the villagers gathered around with hay forks, poles, and pokers in their hands. Good people, don't kill me. I am very rich. I will pay for all the damage I have done. I will pay for the funerals of all the people I have killed, especially the parsons of the parson of Oakley. He shall have a notable cenotaph, though he was rather lean. I will give you each a really good present if you will only let me go home and fetch it. How much? said the farmer. Well, said the dragon, calculating quickly. He noticed that the crowd was rather large. Thirteen and eight pence each. Nonsense, said Giles. Rubbish, said the people. Rot, said the dog. Two golden guineas each and children half price, said the dragon. What about the dogs, said Garm. Go on, said the farmer. We're listening. Ten pounds and a purse of silver for every soul and gold collars for the dogs, said Chrysophylax anxiously. Kill him, shouted the people, getting impatient. A bag of gold for everybody and diamonds for all the ladies, said Chrysophylax hurriedly. Now you're talking, but not good enough, said Farmer Giles. You've left the dogs out again, said Garm. What size of bags, said the men. How many diamonds, said their wives. Dear me, dear me, said the dragon. I shall be ruined. You deserve it, said Giles. You can choose between being ruined and being killed where you lie. He brandished Tailbiter and the dragon cowered. Make up your mind, the people cried, getting bolder and drawing nearer. <laughs> it's a That's kind pretty of a, funny. It's a funny scene. Yeah. Oh, my, my. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be ruined. Yeah. Reading that over just made me think of Joe Exotic from, uh, what is that show from oh, Netflix? Uh, uh, Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah, I'm just never like, going to recover I'm from this. I'm never going to financially <laughs> recover <laughs> from this. Yeah. <laughs> I shall be ruined. Yeah, no shit, bud. Of course. Chrysophylax talks his way out of it, though. Like, Of course, yeah. yeah. They, they let him go because they want the treasure, but... Yeah, he goes home and he just stays there. Yeah, naturally. He doesn't actually follow through with the treasure part. Yeah, the king of the Middle Kingdom heard this story and he wanted, to, he wanted the promised treasure. Yeah, but none of the kingdom's knights were brave enough to go confront this dragon. But since Farmer Giles was the only one to have faced him and lived, they just insisted that he be the one to lead them to the dragon. Naturally, Farmer Giles wants nothing to do with this. He's an introvert. I mean, right. he shoots a gun into the air to scare things he away. Doesn't he, care. he doesn't like normally walk up and confront people. Right. Uh, but the king coerced Giles into leading the party of knights to the dragon's lair to confront the dragon anyway. Yeah, Chrysophylax, he, he, uh, he sees the approach of the knights. Um, and he charges on them and kills and scatters them all until finally he was confronted by Giles in full armor 
And, uh, of course, with the sword. Yeah, it's got a fancy name. Codamormax. Uh, Codamordax. Yeah. Is this, is this different from Tailbiter? No, that is Tailbiter. That, mean, that must mean Tailbiter. Yeah, it's oh. just the fancy name for Tailbiter. That is a way yeah. cooler. Codamordax? Codamordax. Mm, way cooler name. Yeah, there you go. So the dragon, of course, becomes instantly tame again in the presence of this sword and again starts begging for his life. However, Farmer Giles, he really has no desire to really kill the dragon, nor does he really want to give the dragon any reason to come back and bother them. So Giles and Chrysophylax make a deal that the dragon would carry as much treasure back to the town for Giles as, as he could, and then in return... Chrysophylax would be allowed to keep enough of the treasure so that he could remain a quote-unquote respectable dragon. Because <laughs> the dragon needs to maintain his social status. Right, yeah, exactly. right. Amongst the other, the other dragons can't think they, he's a nobody. They can't know me as a poor Chrysophylax. Yeah. Poor dragon. After returning to the kingdom, the angry king arrived to confront Giles. And they met on the Bridge of Ham, where Farmer Giles now demanded that the cowardice, the cowardly king hand over his crown. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting turn of events. But the king, of course, refuses, being how proud he is. But uh, before the king's men could seize the farmer for even suggesting someone take his crown, this is when the dragon Chrysophylax comes out from under a bridge where he had been hidden. And we've got a... Fun excerpt about this scene here. Again, this is from the short story Farmer Giles of Ham, and this is read by Trevor. I had matters of my own to mind, and had wasted time enough on your errands, said Giles. Ten thousand thunders, cried the king in a hot rage again. To the devil with you and your insolence. No reward will you get after this, and you will be lucky if you escape hanging. And hanged you shall be, unless you beg our pardon here and now and give us back our sword. Eh? said Giles. I've got my reward, I reckon. Finding's keeping, and keeping's having, we say here. And I reckon Tailbiter is better with me than your folk. But what are all these knights and men for, by any chance? he asked. If you've come on a visit, you'd be welcome with fewer. If you want to take me away, you'll need a lot more. The king choked. And the knights went very red and looked down their noses. Some of the men-at-arms grinned, since the king's back was turned to them. Give me my sword, shouted the king, finding his voice, but forgetting his plural. Give us your crown, said Giles, a staggering remark, such as had never been heard in all the days of the Middle Kingdom. Lightning of heaven, seize him and bind him, cried the king, justly enraged beyond bearing. What do you hang back for? Seize him or slay him! The men-at-arms strode forward. Help! 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 cried Garm. Just at that moment, the dragon got up from under the bridge. He had lain there, concealed under the far bank, deep in the river. Now he let off a terrible steam, for he had drunk many gallons of water. At once there was a thick fog, and only the red eyes of the dragon to be seen in it. Go home, you fools, he bellowed, or I will tear you to pieces. There are knights lying cold in the mountain pass, and soon there will be more in the river. All the king's horses and all the king's men, he roared. Then he sprang forward and struck a claw into the king's white horse, and it galloped away like the ten thousand thunders the king mentioned so often. The other horses followed as swiftly. 
Hooray! Yay! And then everybody cheered. And the whole water thing is, uh, wh- oh, shoot, what, who, what was it? Which dragon did that? Glaurung. 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 Yeah, yeah, Glaurung did that. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah. a, like a water. Another human. instance of the dragons going in water and making a bunch of steam. Yep. Pretty cool. I like. I like. I don't know which of these came first, but I like that. Uh, that he I'm not has really sure, has the, has the inspiration for yeah. both there. So uh, after this instance, Chrysophylax stayed a long time in Ham, housed in a large barn guarded by twelve young men. But finally, after much begging, Giles sets the dragon free. He <laughs> put him in a barn. Yeah, yeah. He, I guess he figured it would be good to keep him around. It's kind of a strange tale, and not all of the developments and like story developments really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has something to do with kind of the fairy tale style of it. But yeah, uh, yeah it's 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 a fun story. So well, also, he let him go partly because of the expense of keeping the dragon fed. Oh yeah, dragons grow over a long period of time it'll that dragon's just going to sit there it's living a lot of food, forever man. like a tree yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lot of food so there's yeah. like, no point in this they just let him go so eventually they what they do is they agree on it they have a non-aggression pact yeah <laughs> and he, even in his bad heart chrysophylax felt kindly toward farmer giles and they forged an unlikely friendship yeah they like a mutual respect for some for, yeah. for one another yeah it does seem pretty weird though like because the king's like, here, have a sword. And then, like, but the dragon and Giles become friends. Like, mm-hmm. sort of. And then, like, the king is the bad, the c- is actually the bad guy. Oh, so kind of, sort of. I mean, the dragon's still kind of bad, but yeah. You're saying that the state is the bad guy? No way. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the vibes this story is given off. A little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Fuck the proud king who's not willing to deal with the problems. Yeah, exactly. Bad leadership, right? And fuck the asshole who tries to take your things and kill your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck which, them too. Which is the dragon. Just be Giles. Be, be Giles. Just be, be Giles. Farm the land, be introverted, shoot a blunderbuss into the air. Be yeah. Beguile people at, with your ability to be Giles. Beguile. You know? <laughs> I, yes, I think that's the <laughs> message of the story to take away. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our companion piece uh, on Farmer Giles of Ham. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Yeah, a little information on Chrysophylax Dives. Yeah. Another famous Tolkien dragon. The famous, famous Tolkien dragon. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Balrogs, uh, part two of Evil Creatures. Mm-hmm. Episode 91. Check it out, folks. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm Danny J. And I'm Joel N. I'm Trevor D. And we are Keep, Keep on, on Tolkien. Tolkien. All right into Hulu.